The first day of waiting. When playing connect the dots, Millie was always dot one, her mum dot two, and her dad dot three. The line came from deep inside dot one's belly, wrapped itself around dot two and dot three, usually watching the telly, and back again to make a triangle. Millie would run around the house, her red hair bouncing about her head, the triangle between them spiralling around the furniture. When her mum said, "Would you stop that, Millicent?" the triangle roared into an enormous dinosaur. When her dad said, "Come sit beside me, Squirt," the triangle curled into a big beating heart. "Baboom, baboom," she whispered, skipping awkwardly to its rhythm. She nestled in between dots two and three on the couch. Dot three grabbed dot one's hand and winked. The flashing pictures from the telly lit up his face in the dark. Baboom, baboom, baboom. On the first day of waiting, Millie stands exactly where her mum points to. Right near the ginormous women's underwear, and across from the mannequin wearing the Hawaiian shirt. I'll be right back, her mum says, and Millie believes her. Dot two wears her gold shoes. The ones that make her footsteps like explosions. She walks towards the perfumes. Kaboom! Past the menswear. Kablamo! And out of sight. Kapow! The line between dot one and dot two tugs and pulls, and Millie watches it getting thinner and thinner, until it is just a tiny scratch on the air. Baboom! 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 Millie will carry this around with her from now on. This picture of her mum getting smaller and smaller and smaller. It will reappear behind her eyes at different times throughout the course of her life. When movie characters say, "I'll be right back," when in her forties she looks at her hands and doesn't recognise them as her own. When she has a stupid question and can't think of anyone in the world to ask. When she cries. When she laughs. When she hopes for something, every time she watches the sun disappear into the water, she will feel a little panicked and not know why. The automatic doors of shopping centres will always make her anxious. When a boy touches her properly for the first time, she will imagine him shrinking into the horizon, far, far, far out of her reach. But she doesn't know any of this yet. What she does know right now is that her legs ache from standing. She takes off her backpack and crawls underneath the ginormous women's underwear clothing rack. Her mum said there are women who can't see their privates because they eat entire buckets of chicken. Maybe these undies are for them. Millie's never seen a chicken come in a bucket, but I hope to, she says out loud, touching the undies softly. One day. It's nice in there under the giant undies. They hang low around her head, so close to her face that she breathes on them. She unzips her backpack and pulls out one of the frozen juice boxes her mum has packed for her. She sucks at it through the straw. In the cracks between the undies, she watches feet going for walks. Some going somewhere, others going nowhere. Some dancing, others skipping, shuffling, squeaking. Tiny feet, big feet, in between feet. Sneakers, high heels, sandals, red shoes, black shoes, green shoes. 
but no gold shoes. No explosion footsteps. A pair of bright blue gumboots plods past. She looks down at hers. I know you're jealous, she says to them. But we need to stay here. Mum said. She cranes her neck to watch the gumboots jump down the aisle and off into the toy section. Well, she says. She pulls out her book of dead things from her backpack, rips out a sheet of paper, writes on it. To Mum, I'll be right back. Folds it in half and props it up on the ground exactly where her mum had pointed to. She takes her gumboots for a walk. Up and down the escalators, walking at first, then jumping, hopping, and waving like the Queen. She sits at the top and watches the steps swallow themselves. What happens if the stairs don't flatten themselves in time? She asks her gumboots. She imagines the stairs spilling out over the escalator and into the aisles. She tries to connect eyes with every single person who walks past her, and each time she does, the air jumps in front of her like the old movies her mum watches. She plays hide and seek with a boy who doesn't know he's playing. When Millie informs him that he is found, he responds by asking her why her hair is like that, and makes spirals with his index finger. They're ballerinas, she says. They jump off my head at night and do shows for me. <laughs> he says, and smashes a Barbie headlong into a transformer, making a spitty blowing up sound with his mouth at the same time. They do not. Millie sits on the floor of the women's changing room. I know where you can get some undies, she says to one woman, who's turning around and around in front of a mirror. Like she's trying to drill herself into the ground. Sorry, who are you? The woman says. Millie shrugs. Two ladies talk behind the door of one of the cubicles. Millie can see their feet in the gap between the door and the floor. Bare feet and sparkly UGG boots. Don't take this the wrong way, the UGG boots seem to say. But do you really think coral is your colour? The toes on the bare feet curl under themselves. I thought this was pink. They seem to say back.